0: hello and welcome uh this is my first uh episode on spotify mac rollins uh, the zen cop here and if you're listening thank you so much uh this will be my uh it's i've done quite a few um i guess video blogs on youtube and stuff like that but this will be the first uh spotify so thank you for listening if you are it means a lot and uh yeah, if you want to check out more, you can go on to uh, YouTube and listen to some of the older episodes. I don't know if I'm going to be able to actually go back and, uh, I guess, uh, reinstate them on Spotify. So I may just end up going back and redoing all those. So uh, there is a blog that's associated to the podcast, and that's going to be thezencop.com. Uh, We're also on Instagram, the Zen Cop and on YouTube, the Zen Cop podcast. And here now officially on, on Spotify, uh, the Zen Cop podcast. So this is pretty cool. Um, I'm excited to be on this platform because it's a lot easier to access than YouTube. YouTube requires you to have the video open and all that stuff. So yeah, hopefully this, uh, reaches a, a larger audience. And, um, for those of you who don't know, uh, I'm a cop in California. I've been in law enforcement for 13 years. I'm currently assigned to our investigations division as a detective. And I started doing this, uh, I guess I started working on this, um, about two years ago. And, uh, what prompted that was a variety of issues, um, work related that ultimately made me decide to say, Hey, you know, there needs to be something more that needs to be out there. And for me personally, writing has always been a huge part of, um, I guess, stress release for me, but also when I started to do it and started sharing it, there were a lot of people who said, Hey, you know, you're, you're, you're good at that. You should keep going. And, uh, so I did, I kept going and going. And then now we have this, uh, this blog and, um, you know, a a following of, I don't know who, but if you are, thank you. Um, this is all stuff that I, I do for free. I don't make money on any of this. It's all on, on my time and when I have time. So if the content is uh, semi inconsistent, it's because it's, uh, it's, it's quite literally when I have time to do it and I enjoy doing it, but sometimes family work, all that stuff gets in the way. So what I am going to do though, I'm going to go back to the initial post. So this was the first post that I ever really did that was on the blog, and then my posts on the blog generally for the most part will, will, uh, you know, coincide with what I have on, on the podcast or the video blog on YouTube. So I would kind of just use those two different templates and kind of blend them together. Um, the blog is, is, is fun and it's neat, but if you're like me, you don't have a lot of time to read. And, uh, for me, most of the the listening that I do, whether it's audiobooks or podcasts is in my car or when I'm working out or just when I have time, uh, to spare, which isn't a lot. So this will be, uh, probably a more popular version of the information and, and how it gets out. But the, the first post I did actually concentrated a lot on suicide and it concentrated a lot on the I guess beforehand, not necessarily the aftermath, because you know nine times out of ten we we really focus on the end result and then what follows after, and that's normal because in most cases we don't necessarily see the the initial you know proceeding coming um as clearly as we we thought we would, and sometimes things can can absolutely surprise you and things that we thought we would never have to worry about. And we all like to assume that we know what's going on. And more importantly, to assume we know what's going on with those around us and those who are close to us. And for most of the people that we care about, we assume they're okay because they're in our, our circle, right? They're part of our, our tribe. And as a result of that, that very strong relationship, sometimes our ability to assume completely overshadows, our ability to inquire, and it's not that we don't care; it's more so that we assume that we don't have to, and we assume that that person would ultimately come to us if something was wrong. Now, in the realm of of life and death, right? That's that's a dangerous place to to rely on assumptions. And I would assume that most of my friends and coworkers would come to me with an issue they were facing. You know, I consider myself to be someone who is easy to talk to. um, But I also consider myself to be a good listener, whether it's relationship issues, problems at work, you know, depression, anxiety, stress, substance abuse, the list goes on. But uh, sometimes I think we just need to verbalize things in order for us to understand them and more importantly for others to understand them. The problem though is how comfortable would you feel <clears throat> telling me uh, or anyone else for that matter that you were thinking about killing yourself or even bring up that topic entirely right that's a that's a topic that if it is something that you're thinking about gets buried very very deep inside of you right it's it's a it's kind of a taboo topic to begin with and in, in most arenas especially in the workplace and the, that topic though that could cause the the listener on the other end to be forced, uh, into a very serious, uh, role of decision-making and a decision that could ultimately save someone's life. And that, that person is going to have to consider all this, you know, do I say something? Were they being serious? What's going to happen to them if I, I do say something. And these are all natural reactions, but there does need to be follow through regardless of how it makes you feel. And just consider that if, if someone is willing to tell you about it, even if it's vague, right? That small amount of information they gave you, that was extremely difficult for them to put into words. And while the words themselves may have just sort of you know rolled off the tongue, they're sharing that with you for a reason. And I assure you, those words did not come easily from inside. They had to dig, uh, move things around, and they had to drag those words all the way up to the surface just so you could hear them. Excuse me. And when we consider the possible repercussions of verbalizing those words right to a coworker, a friend or a supervisor, uh, we will literally weigh out those options in our head. Right. And those those same questions will come up again and again. Will I get fired? Uh, will I get put on leave? Are they going to take my guns? Are they going to come to my house while I lose my job? Will everyone know about it? am I going to look weak? Will people accuse me of faking it? If I get better, you know, am I crazy? And it's all those things that go through your head. After you think about that, for most of us, it's safe to assume that most of us would just say, you know what? Nope, not going to deal with it. You would slam the door really hard after that internal assessment and just move on with life. Now, the risk in that scenario far outweighed the reward or so we thought, and little did we know that shutting the door never solves the problem. It actually makes it much, much worse. And if we continue to shut the door over and over, eventually we will find ourselves locked inside that room with nowhere else to go. And when it gets to that point, it's not even a question anymore. You have now trapped yourself inside that dark space and the only escape is death. And Death is a one-way ticket, obviously, and our departures vary from time and place and method in this very busy airport we call life. And over the years, um, I've lost count of all the people I've seen that have killed themselves and in a variety of different ways. And the only differentiating details would be how they did it and how long they were alive before they actually died. And as the years go by, and uh, I've seen these things in repetition so much, the only real consistent theme that I've seen was that most family members saw it coming. Even if it was completely unexpected, it wasn't. And exclusively, in almost every single one of those scenarios, I heard the same three words over and over again from family and friends. And those three words were, I should have and a lot of people, you know, when we we think about the signals or the signs that we see, they don't necessarily make sense, right? And we tend to associate suicide with um you know, the holidays and and you know, times that will be uh relevant to, you know, social interaction. And that, that's that's absolutely accurate. And it is statistically accurate that most suicides or suicide attempts do occur shortly before the holidays, right? Typically between Thanksgiving and Christmas, right? Um, however, for me, I've noticed that the majority of these issues arrive after the holidays, when people truly realize that they have nothing and nobody called to verify their physical existence. And this is a, a very extreme version of that, but it's important to remember that most people in that boat, they're not going to be proactive in seeking assistance. They're going to be waiting for a reaction on someone else's behalf. And they are waiting to be proven wrong. And quite often they're, they're proven right. And that's kind of, if we consider the the door and the, the dark room, they're, they're pretty deep inside there with nowhere else to go. But if someone is willing to start talking about it, you know, just consider that as the door cracking open for a little bit. And you're only going to have a small window to stick your hand in there and help. And as a nation, um, we're at an all-time high for suicides and suicide attempts, uh, and they're not limited to a specific group, right? It's across the board. The numbers are through the roof. Um, in particular, numbers are skyrocketing for um, veterans, law enforcement, and I guess first responders overall. And in that regard, statistically, we might be looking at the highest suicide rate in history of this nation for that career field, specifically law enforcement. Why the spike and why now? Um, many of us can relate to the the totality that 2020 gave to all of us. It was hard for everyone. Um, a lot of people suffered mentally. And if you consider that, that door, and the things that you keep inside that room, that part of your brain where you you sort of stash all that trauma and suffering, if that room is already packed, well, where do you put the the new stuff, right? Do we let it manifest into our, our day-to-day activities? Does it come out as anger? Um, do we process it with physical emotion or do we simply just shove it inside that room and shut the door again? And then when it com- uh, comes time to address it, can we even process The clutter, right? Or do we simply just decide that death is just an easier alternative than having to go through all of these different things, piece by piece, page by page. The work that you're going to have to put into that to get out of that dark room is going to be so hard. And we watch coworkers all the time. Shut the door. I see it every day. It doesn't mean that they're on the brink of suicide. It does mean that there's going to be a problem eventually. And we do nothing about it. Going back to the concept of assumption, uh, we would much rather assume than confront. It's human nature to take that easy way out and simply just not talk about it. But that's the problem. There is no easy way to talk about it. It's it's not a conversation any of us want to have, and it can make us very uncomfortable. Even if you're well-versed in that area to begin with because of the job, it's still, we are again forced to weigh out the options in our head. Am I gonna make that person mad? What if I'm wrong and they get offended? Are they going to call me a rat if I tell a supervisor? Should I ignore it? Um, But just consider this, the actual conversation, regardless of what is said, regardless of how long or short that conversation is, could make or break someone's ability to move forward. And if you're an outgoing person who is willing to put forth the effort and the energy to check in on people, I promise you sooner or later, you are going to save someone's life and you won't even know it. If you're not an outgoing person and you simply can't do it, find the outgoing person in your group and let them know. I assure you, they will be glad that you did and they will be happy to do it. Uh, It should never be an issue of of can or cannot in the realm of of day-to-day interaction. Make it a habitual point to talk to people in your group, to say hello, to have lunch. If you're sending an email and you don't need the paper trail. Leave your desk and go find that person. Say please and thank you. Ask people how they're doing, and mean it. Uh, don't neglect the lost art of physical touch. COVID kind of killed that, but let's get back to handshakes, a pat on the back, a high five, a hug. Uh, all of those things can can mean something huge. And you know, if 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 we're still in that weird or you know area where we're not really sure how to approach that person, just just take your time. Right, uh, go slow and see what happens. And it's not hard to text, but phone calls are even better. I encourage everyone to to find the time to do that. There's a handful of people that still call me on the phone. It takes me back to the the 90s and early 2000s where we still called to talk. There was this this verbal exchange, and sometimes it would last for hours, and it was just so different than getting a a ding and then reading something. Right we're all linear creatures of habit and and despite many differences we we may have we are all the same so I guess if there was a, a, a point to all this it would be to check in on your people check in on yourself if you're someone that can be relied on for just about anything make sure the people around you know it they probably already do um, but sometimes you might have to go out of your way to reintroduce that right and if you have that knack for it just just go with it. I would much rather someone be sort of put off by a question and they later go, okay, that was kind of weird, but I guess, you know, thanks for asking versus nothing at all. Um, and if you yourself think you might need help for any reason, make sure those around you know it as well. Most of the things that we think we, we can't talk about, um, had we simply just talked about them early on, uh, they would more likely be a non-issue today. And, Mm In the arena of suicide, right, Uh, change and redirection, it will only come if we allow it. And if we consider the mission at hand, uh, the bottom line is we can control it if we simply get ahead of it. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I'm so excited to be on Spotify. Uh, I will be going back and probably picking some of the more favorite video blogs or the ones that you guys seem to enjoy, and I'll probably redo them and put them on this platform. Uh, Very excited. Um, again, Mac Rollins, thank you for listening. You can find us on Instagram at the Zen cop. If you want to read the blog, uh, www.thezencop.com and YouTube, the Zen cop podcast. And of course here on Spotify, if you're listening, thank you so much guys. And we'll see you next time.